Hey everybody, how's it going? Back with a little Dom That's True. Owen, how you doing? Hey, my guy. Welcome in, dude. Happy to be here. Oh, man. Week six, week six, or week, week six in the NFL coming up. How about week five is done, though? Uh, how was your weekend? Besides, not uh, quite done. Not quite done. We'll not quite done. Titans yeah, are still, still going. Yeah, they're playing right now as we record this. They're playing Tuesday night football. So, uh, is there like a theme for that that we should be aware of? Um, oh, is it yeah. a bunch of just trash cans slamming into each other? Like, yeah, I, like, I know everybody like, has those. Like, everybody has those iconic, uh, those iconic layouts, but. I uh, I mean those iconic songs. Oh, Tuesday night. Oh, Tuesday night. Why are we playing on Tuesday night? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's the song that they normally sing. Oh, they don't even get Kelly Clarkson. I think they just get Kesha or you know somebody. From like <laughs> Kesha two, is a perfect one. Yeah, that's Not yeah. A you know what? Yeah. I think cannot sing. That's that's a perfect. That is perfect. Perfect. Just bring Kesha. Bring Kesha out there to. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday night, perfect. Tuesday night, washing your mouth with a bottle of, brushing your teeth, I was doing something with a bottle of Jack. I don't remember the yeah. song. I don't, I don't know. I was twelve. I didn't even know what a bottle of Jack was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a start to the episode, everybody! Welcome back to Dom. That's true. Of course, I'm Truman Steen, always joined by my handsome host Owen Dom. He can be found Twitch.tv/slash/domination7. I can be found Twitch.tv/slash/steenmachine. We'll spell it later. I don't feel like spelling it. Um, <laughs> Owen, there's um there's an elephant for in the room for us Chiefs fans. Uh, huh. Was there a game this weekend? Did I miss it? Did I not see it? Probably. Uh, was there something that happened? No, I, I really don't think so. Uh, you you crazy? I think we had our first of the the three bye weeks that should be included in a, right. a coronavirus. Right. Season. I think we had a coronavirus bye week. No, of course, of course not. Uh, Owen, I've got to ask, man, what the what the hell? Chiefs, that's a, that's that's going to be know, the name of the episode. That's going to be the name of this first segment. Man, what the hell, Chiefs? Yeah, you know, the Chiefs injuries finally caught up to him. Uh, Derek Carr, uh, being a starting quarterback in the NFL, believe it or not, Truman, uh, could beat fourth and fifth string corners. I know it's shocking to all of us Chiefs fans who've seen these random seventh-round picks play well. Uh, Did we not watch but, the same corners play this week? I I believe uh, I saw Bashad Breeland and Charvarius Ward, the two did you Chiefs miss starting his, uh, corners. Both of their exits during the game. Did you know that we had Antonio Hamilton playing cornerback this game? I mean, I saw I saw him out there. I saw I saw Fenton out there a few times. I just they played though. The only yeah, one you're missing you know, for real is Lejarius Sneed. He just you know, and he's gonna be done for a few weeks here. Imagine saying but. that. I know, I and we're not, we're not missing. I'm not draft. missing him. He's just the one that's not there. He's not a starter still. Your two starters yeah. both played this game. Yeah, you know, the Chiefs had a bad game. And it's so funny because we say Chiefs had a bad game, you know. And they gave up 40 points, mainly on big plays. Not, yeah. It's not like they were getting beat normally. They were getting beat on the ground, but that's, you know, we didn't expect to win the ground game against the Raiders uh, rushing defense and offensive line that are quite honestly pretty good. And yeah. we knew the rushing, you know, we knew the rushing attack was going to be good. And, but we just lost on big plays and, you know, us chiefs fans, believe it or not, uh, at this time last year was when we lost to the Titans inexplicably. And another loss that none of us saw. I mean, actually, no, just kidding. It was the loss to the Colts. 
So no, no, the last, the last, the last loss. Uh, I've got it written down here. So the Chiefs lost forty to thirty-two this week. Uh, our that's our first loss since uh, November eleventh of twenty nineteen, which was right, no, at Tennessee. 32-35. Right, which, but what if I'm you remember, saying, was Mahomes' first game back. They had the fluky thing with the field goals, and oh, they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they botched the snap on one. It had an intentional grounding. Then the Titans scored right. a touchdown, and then they block a field goal at the last second from Harrison Putker, and right. so the Titans win thirty-two thirty-five. But yeah. Truman, did you know? Do you know the score of the Week Five game from last year? Nineteen fourteen Colts. Oh, a random Week Five loss that none of us saw coming. Parallels it wasn't, to this but, but but that one there was excuses, right? This this loss feels a little bit more like the Tennessee loss, but not even. I mean, it even felt a little bit more like the Houston loss, where they look solid of of Did last Mahomes year. Did Mahomes not play week five? No, Mahomes it, played week five, but he was but he was hurt. He got rolled up on. Remember, he he was having the ankle sure. problems that would turn him into Andy Dalton. Sure, but, but Andy Dalton should have beaten the Colts, the sorry three and thirteen or whatever it was, Colts last. year. They were solid last year, and again, this is the that's the same Colts defense that we're touting this year as being amazing. So you you put some respect on the Colts. Put I some refuse respect to on respect that Colts, the Colts defense. from last year. I refuse to respect the Colts from last year. But anyway, what I'm trying to get at is just another uh, kind of inexplicable loss from the Chiefs, where they honestly played bad. And the most funny thing about this, Truman, is that in uh, a game that everyone would say, "Oh, you know, Mahomes threw that pick. You know, he should have thrown a couple of picks." Uh, Mahomes looked bad. Four total touchdowns and over 300 yards. I'm not even Bad sure game. he should have thrown multiple picks this game. He was, I mean, he threw the one, but, you know, he was in desperation mode. I'm not as worried about that one as I, you know, as as like last week's were. Honestly, last week's passes looked worse. He looked much yeah, better this it, week. But that's the that's issue is, is, is there's not really, there's no excuses here. They just... I know you blame the defense. Uh, you know, there's some a little questionable play, uh, or questionable officiating and stuff like that. But I mean, it's not. It wasn't awful though. And and I mean, it, yeah. the Chiefs and the Chiefs benefited from from Patriot uh, from officiating last game. So uh, you know, that's right. not insane. I mean, it's just you got beat. You lined up. The, you the faced the Raiders. Sucked. Yeah, the penalties sucked. I mean, and they they were momentum breakers, sure. But right. there were plenty of chances to win that game. How many third and fifteens did the Raiders complete? Yeah, the it Chiefs, like it, it Chiefs was like just four. couldn't get off the field. They couldn't get off the field on third down. Um, but okay, so I guess that leads me into kind of the next question here: Is this a symptom, a symptom of just being a divisional game, or is this actually bigger problems for the Chiefs? Well, we saw the, the Raiders celebrating and the way they treated it, and the way John Gruden had previous Raider players from like the actual hateful Raiders era come and talk to the team. But they were really treating this as a very big game. I think the Chiefs just kind of viewed this as just a game. Um, right. I don't think it's a system of a division game. I think it's just a really good team, probably kind of looking past the Raiders, honestly. Uh, yeah, the Chiefs it, probably it, looking it a, past the Raiders to the Bills. And, there's a little bit of a, oh, but shoot. It's, it's just the NFL, man. You know, the Raiders honestly played a perfect game. They really didn't make any game-losing mistakes, except, for, you know, maybe that one extra point when they went up six. Well, the interception. You know? The interception also. Right, the interception was big. But they, other than that, they didn't. They limit. They they weren't the Raiders of the past. They didn't commit very many penalties. They ran the ball well, and they really didn't turn over the ball over except for that one time. They yeah. played very well, and the Raiders deserved to win that game. So your answer is yes. This is a sign of bigger problems for the Chiefs. Then. No, 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 no. The Raiders you, played a perfect sure? game. Are you sure? Yes. I mean, this like is the Raiders Super Bowl. 
as opposed sure. to the Chiefs' Week Five trap game. Right. But but and, and, but and I like to point out that but but this is what happened with the Seahawks. Russell Wilson played a perfect game in 2018, and a game that we all view and think as Chiefs fans is a game that we shouldn't have lost. But uh, they, I, they the Seahawks perfect. felt like the better team in that game. Didn't the Raiders feel like the better team in this game? Yeah, that's a problem. I don't think it's a problem. That's a problem. No, no. That's I don't remember the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl after that 2018 season. Do you? No, but do you remember the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl after losing to the Titans? Yeah, but that was fluky. That felt dumb. This one felt didn't feel dumb. They were close. Four they plays were lucky. of 40 plus. They were lucky it wasn't it was only one score. They were lucky. Four plays of 40 plus doesn't feel a little bit fluky to you? Should have lost by they should have lost by 10. This should have been Mahomes' first loss of double digits. Or first no. loss of more than one score. They I mean, they put one in with 4 minutes left and you know and but and, and then the defense again just couldn't stop. The def- honestly, I think the third down defense is a big sign of this game. Um I think the defense uh, needs to look at themselves and figure it out. I we were here sitting, we sat here last week, and I said the defense is better this year. Spagnuolo's defense keeps on improving, and they just shit the bed. You know, you allow forty points. That was Derek Carr's. Uh, he had so Derek Carr had three hundred forty-seven yards, three touchdowns, one interception. That is a season high in yards, touchdowns, and quarterback rating. And Derek Carr is not going to be the best quarterback they they see this season. And they made him look like a god. They made him look like a top five quarterback they're going to see this season. And he's not. But, like you said, there were a few. a few. He had two pass plays of 55-plus of yards. Uh, those can get a little fluky. You get behind it. You know, I, I don't expect the Chiefs to give up 60-yard touchdowns every week. You know, I think it was a 59 and a 72-yarder. I just – I don't expect that every week. But I'm just saying it's not it, – it's, I'm not – I'm not thrilled. I'm not, uh, right. You know, it's not great. And yeah, the refs did call back two touchdowns. We saw uh, Which were that pretty bad. Those were well, pretty bad calls. Okay, so so the one they missed against... a pass interference on Tyree Kill. Where yes, that one was tough. A, that and one then was tough. A, a terrible offensive pass interference. That yeah. if it was a screenplay, it is. It doesn't matter. It was the, behind the, the rule. Yeah. The rule is that he's blocking on the line of scrimmage. You can make that contact, and it wasn't a pick play. Well, and, and I don't think he made the contact. And I, I just, you know, again, we can talk about it all day. They took they took the score off the board there. They took the score off the board when uh, Mahomes dropped that perfect one into Tyree Kill, and they called the the holding on Osimile. Kalechi Osimile. Just call him KO. Well. He has been KO'd as he as he tore tendons in both his knees yeah, last game. Incredible. Gosh dang, man. Oh. Couldn't have happened to a worse guy, too. Really attitude setting attitude setter for the Chiefs. Uh, right. Couldn't have he's gonna to be a really guy. he's gonna yeah. be very missed. Hopefully right. guys like Nick Allegretti can step up. Right. So uh and, and that'll be tough. That'll be tough for the O line. Um but yeah, and the rest didn't look fantastic. You know, a few missed calls here and there that could have just certainly altered it. But you know, at the end of the day, Chiefs gotta win those games. Like right. we said, good teams good teams win win when they play bad. And the Chiefs didn't play bad and they lost. Right. I don't I don't I, I guess and I, I guess that leads me into the next question. Do you think that the Raiders are actually contenders for the AFC West now? I actually don't. Um and here's why. Because it's the AFC West. Um so the Raiders have to play, still have to play the Broncos and Chargers, which mm-hmm. are much worse matchups for them. The 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 Chargers have a way better D-line than the Chiefs do right now, mainly due to injuries. Mainly yeah. due to injuries. 
And that's not going to be a good matchup for them. the the Chargers have good corners and they play a slow pace, the exact opposite of the Chiefs. That's a matchup nightmare for the, for the uh, Raiders. I expect the Raiders to drop a game to the Chargers. As well, the Raiders have a much more difficult schedule than the Chiefs. And I think once the Chiefs get past the Bills, uh, they've got just kind of a much just a much easier road to just secure that top. Seat. But yeah. the Raiders do have a tiebreaker. That is something to watch out for. Right, yeah, obviously they've got the tiebreaker until the Chiefs go into uh, Las Vegas here in um, four weeks. And put um, up 40. Again. What? Yeah. And put uh, up, like, yeah. Right, I think I think for the for me to consider them contenders, uh, especially for the AFC West, and even just, and if you contend in the AFC West versus the Chiefs, then you're an AFC contender, period. So right. for me, I think they're going to have to go out there and they're going to have to prove it outside the division, outside an AFC West opponent. I believe, you know, I believe if you – if, if you play a team five times, even if that team is a Super Bowl champion, maybe you should beat them once. And that's exactly what the Raiders did. They lost the last four. Can Do you remember the last game that the Chiefs lost to the Raiders? Oh, gosh. Once was I it like, say it, it'll be awful. And oh, you'll, I know which game. I know memories. which game. I know which game. It's the three untimed down game. It's the, Yes, yes, where they had the two <sighs> defensive holding penalties in the, in the end zone there at the end. And they and they and the and third times the try the third times third times the try third third tries the charm three times times charm team time they Lucky scored on charms. the third time they tried it um, and and they end up winning that game that was in that was that was still in the black hole that was in Oakland that was oh gosh I want to say oh hold on wait no I I, I thought I I thought I'd written down the date but that would have been 2017 I R. remember R. the black hole by the way. I remember being in Manhattan, Kansas, and we drove to I think a Walmart that night, and I just I sang I just we just sang sad songs all the way to Walmart because we. Still I had, remember and I, that, and I think it was a Thursday night. I think we still had class the next day. It was awful, yeah, was awful, terrible. just awful in all sorts of ways. But one of those dumb Thursday night games. Um, but yeah, for for the Raiders, yeah, I'm gonna have to see them. I mean, they didn't get it done against New England. They didn't get it done against Buffalo. Um. So I'm not I'm not here to fully dismiss them, but I I don't know if they're a contender yet. I I think these next four games I think you have to go. I think you have to I I so the next four the next four games is against Tampa Bay, Cleveland, Denver, and then they get to play Kansas City again. If you go two and two or better in those games, I then I then I'll consider you a challenger for the Chiefs. I'll consider you right. a challenger pretty tough to games, make the though. playoffs. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, if you if you can knock off two of those teams, I mean, say so say knock off Denver, you still got to go beat a playoff team then. Right. You either prove At it again against one. the Chiefs. Or you uh, prove that Tampa Bay or Cleveland aren't who they think they are, right? Or that you are who you think you are. But we need I I, I need really Las Vegas. Game. Yeah, I need Vegas to go go out there and kind of prove it to me. I need to, I need you to go out there and actually beat somebody that isn't isn't your your fifth try on a divisional opponent, right? Um, and I guess I guess in talking about those playoff teams and talking about whether or not the Raiders are contenders, that kind of leads me into the. Just kind of the final question I want to touch on the Chiefs here. Um, since the Chiefs have lost now, they're now uh, – well, I, uh, I guess, the Steelers are still undefeated, and I guess the Bills are and Titans are both undefeated, and they're playing right now. So one of them isn't going right. to be undefeated, but one of them will be undefeated. Um, my question The Titans you, are currently up in that game, if you want. Interesting. I did not expect that. Um, but my question for you – which also, but by the way, if the if Buffalo loses that game, that would be even funnier because last week I said assuming the Chiefs beat the Raiders and Buffalo and Buffalo beat the Titans, 
who do you think comes out of that game undefeated? And if both of them lose before the game, I will absolutely crack up. Um, <laughs> but uh, my question for you is: Do you think there are any more elite? Te- are there? Is there any elite team in the in the AFC? As or compared elite to teams? Who? As compared to who? I, I just is there is there a top ring? Is there is there a team yes, that you're like yes, those yes, are yes. the best teams in the AFC? I, I still think that you have to put the Chiefs one A. Got to put the Chiefs one A. Uh, I don't know if you could put the Ravens there anymore because of Lamar's slight injury and how they played against the Chiefs in Week hey, Three. Looked fine. Looked fine. Twenty-seven to three over Cincinnati yesterday. Yes, yeah, Cincinnati. Yes, like that one of the mm-hmm. worst three teams in the league. Uh, so obviously Lamar probably popped off, you know, yeah. terrible team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think you have to say Kansas City's elite. Uh, I think that you have to say uh, the Steelers are elite. If the Browns continue to win games, I think you might consider the Browns to be elite. You're going to have three teams from the AFC North be elite. The AFC North is elite. The AFC North might be the best division of football. That doesn't make them all elite. That just makes them three teams in the AFC North. Yeah, but they're gonna beat the crap out of yeah. each other. Okay, but uh, I mean, yes, I think I still think you have to say uh, Ravens and Chiefs are probably still elite. Uh, Steelers, Browns, Bills, yeah, uh, Patriots still have to be seen. Okay, I just I, I don't know. I I, I want to believe you. I do. I really do. I wanna I wanna trust you, Owen. I wanna I wanna learn to fly again. Um. <laughs> I just I think I was so down on the Chiefs last week and then they did this to me. I'm I don't I don't know if I can throw them out there, but I I still wouldn't place any team above them. Even even though we're going to have two undefeated teams in, in in the AFC, I don't think I'd put either the Buffalo Bills, tight or Tennessee Titans or the Pittsburgh Steelers above the Chiefs. I mean, they're all they're all great. They all look good. I mean, I think those are what, what if we had to drop playoff teams right now, what do we got? So let's say let's say the Colts don't make or okay so if we had to go seven we go Chiefs, uh, Steelers, Ravens, Browns, yeah, which would mean that Pittsburgh with Steelers left. so you need so you need one more wild card and two more division winners. Uh, oh, AFC East is the Bills. Yep. So then you go to AFC South and you grab two teams there. You grab the Colts and the Titans and then the Pats miss the playoffs. I guess it, it and it kind of comes down to whether are we still set on Houston missing the playoffs? Yes, I'm yes yes. I mean, yes. they play in the AFC South. It's yes. so doable. Yeah, they can do it. If yes. any team, if any team's gonna climb out of that hole, it's gonna they're, be the Texans. They're not making it. Yeah, if it, but not with not with not without a head coach. Not without not with Romeo Cornell, which all time Romeo goat, Cornell's the head coach. All time he goat. Elevated, in, he got elevated again. All time you know, like, goat interim head coach. Where have we heard this before? Interim head coach goes out and wins games he shouldn't. I know. I I know Romeo Cornell did it for the Chiefs. No, do you remember? Do you remember what record the Romeo Chiefs Cornell finished with that season? Yeah, yeah, it was like two and fourteen. Uh, Romeo nice. Cornell can't climb. Okay. Romeo Cornell can't climb out. But All right. I was like, really are we getting crazier? No, no. I, I and I, I don't think. And, I, and the issue at the end of the day, uh, Bill O'Brien absolutely fucked that team. He's he's screwed oh that gosh, team. So, he screwed that team so hard that there's no way that team rallies to make the playoffs. I mean, they don't have yes. anybody to throw the ball to. Clown, uh, dumbass bro- moves. A like, broken, a broken up. down running back. I mean, but you know, JJ Watts. Now JJ Watt seems a little happy, so maybe he'll just carry yeah, you them know, to maybe victories. JJ Watt will just use his powers to randomly uh, uh, procure uh, a first round pick. Oh, oh, oh! That one's the Dolphins have that pick. Yikes! Okay, yes. 
Uh, Texans uh, are going to be bad uh, again for a while now. So, yeah, I guess to kind of wrap up this question and the Chiefs segment as a whole, uh, I don't think there are any more elite teams. I think there's a few great teams. I think there's a few playoff teams. I don't think there's any great – I don't think there's any elite teams in the AFC okay. at this point. And I'm okay. not – and I feel bad no, saying I'm that. And it, and it sound – I sound like one of those dumb – uh, like uh, Patriots fans in week five when they lose to the Chiefs and then they're, oh, Tom's washed up. Tom, they're not going to the playoffs. This is the, week we, this is the year we drop the AFC East. But, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying they're dropping the AFC West and I'm not saying they're going to miss the playoffs and I don't think Mahomes is washed. I just, I mean, obviously he played well. I, but but <laughs> as far as DEFCON levels go, what is it? Zero is the worst. Zero is like nuclear bomb incoming. Yeah, yeah. Right? The DEFCON numbers are opposite of the tornado scale. Right. Which it would be so nice if they just made the scales, you know, go the same way. But obviously right. that can't happen. Right. So, but as, as far as DEFCON levels are for the Chiefs, I'm at a I'm at about a DEFCON level two. I'd say we're we're approaching. I would say after last week, I was at like a instead of you know. Like after the Ravens week, I'd say I was at a DEFCON level five, but after and after the Patriots, I was probably at DEFCON level four. I'm probably at DEFCON level two, and if we drop to the okay. Bills, I'll be at DEFCON level one. I'll be very concerned, especially if Las Vegas goes out there and knocks off Tampa Bay. But okay. um, we've kind of already talked a little bit about my my favorite division in the NFL, but. Owen, let's uh let's get into a few of our other NFL segments for the week. Um, Woo, Owen, new segment time. Oh yeah, new seg, new segment time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Owen, who is your AFC South team of the week? My AFC South team of the week. I had alluded to this before, but it's my guy Romeo Cornell and the Texans pulling out an absolutely gritty win. And well, actually, not really that gritty. They kind of smacked, you know. Oh, what is the score? Yeah, 30 to 14 over the Jacksonville Jaguars? Who oh, but if you watch that game, I had the Jacksonville money line, and I didn't rip up that ticket until, like, there was three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it sure. Check the box I... score. Check the play-by-play. The Jaguars broke my heart at every goddamn turn. <laughs> oh, my God. They were they, – they missed, two, I think, two field goals. They were only – they could have been tied at halftime, and they just – they blew it every single shot they got. They, they get it, it picked, picked off – they're driving down the field. They're at their 30-yard line. They go for it on fourth and one and fumble the ball. And I'm just – I mean, it's, I oh, – Silence, silence. This is my team of the week. They were plus Deshaun 200. Watson, back cashed. to carrying his team. 10.3 yards in the air average. Three tutters. Only two interceptions. Pretty good. Uh, You know, <laughs> feeding the ball to guys that you've never heard of, like uh, Pharaoh Brown and – uh, well, everyone's heard of Darren Fells. He's act- he's actually kind of good. I'm but, a big Pharaoh Brown fan. And just old balls people like Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks. Oh, by the way, do you know how old Brandon Cooks is? I, I was about to say, you said old balls. That's There's no way. Brandon Cooks has to be like 27. Yeah, he is. But doesn't he seem like he's been in the league for like 80 billion years? Not for me. No, he's hurt every year. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Uh, congratulations to the Texans. Finally, looking like the team that, that we thought they were last year. Um, congratulations to the Texans. You're beating the South. Jags thirty to f- team okay. of right. the week. AFC South team of the week. All right. Uh, yeah, the Jaguars. By the way, the Jaguars are plus two hundred that game. I, I would have gone insane. Inst- instead, they lost that game. I was actually three and three on my picks for the week. I was three and two on Steen on the Steen versus Machine show. But man, <laughs> if that Jag- Jacksonville Jaguars money line could have cashed, it would have been great. And they just. 
every single shot that they could have got, the, every, every single shot they had to get back into that game, they went, you know what? You have it. You can have it. <laughs> That's my game. You can have it. Exactly. Uh, okay, so for my AFC South Team of the Week, it's actually a team that is playing right now. My Team of the Week is the Tennessee Titans. Oh my Congrats, gosh. Tennessee Titans. You get to play football again after <laughs> after having 20-plus personnel and and players test positive for the coronavirus you finally get to play congratulations to the tennessee titans getting to play football that's my team of the week and especially if they go and knock knock off the buffalo bills to keep the chiefs tied at uh atop the afc for the number one overall seed uh they'll be even more my team of the week so if you're listening to this on uh, i think we're actually going to release this on wednesday or thursday um whenever you're listening to this if the tennessee titans beat the bills you can they're my super afc south team of the week (laughs) stop that's that's a guarantee tennessee covids (laughs) they did it they got it done they're playing football congrats guys you finally stopped practicing when your facility was closed for weeks and you'd oh oh, it's fine but they're my afc south team of the week very they had the most afc south in energy by just totally yep. totally fucking it and finally getting to play so congrats yep, that Tennessee. sounds like an afc south team to me oh, <laughs> oh all right uh moving on Owen, oh, i want to hear who uh who made who made the biggest mvp case for you this week M- your mvp so, no wait sorry wait hold on actually i skipped one whoa 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 i skipped one canned coach of the week Oh, we're doing that one before MVP? That's fine. Um, so, canned coach of the week. I'd like to start this off. Um, I'd like to start this off just like normal. And uh, since we're debuting a new segment, I want to get the easy one out of the way first. Uh, I want to get the obvious one out of the way first. It's The canned coach of the week is Adam Gase of the New Jersey slash New York Jets. You seem to be confused about the about the most obvious pick of the week for canned coach, but okay. Oh, okay. I cannot believe you're disagreeing with me on this one. Oh. Uh, Adam Gase uh, is now rumored to be looking to shop Le'Veon Bell, the dude they gave up draft picks for to uh, the Steelers, who the Steelers turned into starters, by the way. Um, if they give up Le'Veon Bell, it's just obvious tanking moronic. I don't... I don't, I can't. He's got to get out of here. He's got, you got to get him out. Get him out. Get him out. Turn those lights off. Get him out. Oh, and as always, we have a little bit of breaking news from the comment section of the Dom That's True podcast. Oh, um, the Jets have released Le'Veon Bell. What the? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? What? I don't. For everybody. What are they doing? Everybody just listening to it. He's 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 walking around his room screaming. I at the don't walls. what? This is uh this is fantastic to watch here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> fire the Ugh. Okay. The Jets are just such a dumpster fire. They take their generational talent in Le'Veon Bell, once touted as a Dark Horse MVP candidate, once touted as a top three MVP candidate, and they go. Anybody else who claims them off the waiver wire can have him. We don't even want to trade. I don't think they could find somebody to trade. Le'Veon Bell was just on a – he's on a terrible contract on a terrible team. It's Don't care. We're going to lose my and marbles. He's, and he's not performing. He's on the Jets. No one can perform on the Jets. He's going to go be a Dark Horse MVP candidate, probably for the Bucks because because 
Tom Brady's there. Yes, yeah. And for the record, uh, when we started this podcast, Le'Veon Bell was still on the Jets, and now he is no longer on the Jets uh, in Owen's defense. Uh, Owen, when I said that you missed the obvious canned coach of the week, you uh, you missed the coach who was actually canned this week. Oh, what? Oh, uh, yeah. Dan, Dan Quinn. Oh, that poor that poor <sighs> bastard. Not only did they let go of Dan Quinn, they also let go of their uh, of the general manager there at the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, his name escapes me right now. Um, but yeah, that is, that is the obvious team of the week. Uh, can't coach of the week. Um, you know, we, uh, just, what do you say, man? How do you, you have that many heartbreaking defeats? And then they just, they just got beat by Carolina. That wasn't. Yeah. Well, Julio's out. Can't, can't hate on him too much for when you're, you know, top one or two debatably wide receiver in the league is out but man i just i feel for you for a falcons fan if you're a falcons fan and you're listening to the podcast feel free to reach out to me on uh on twitter or on uh on twitch uh i'm here for you if you want to talk about it uh i just feel really sorry for y'all no one's been through more pain but they're finally free they're finally released of dan quinn they've that stranglehold has been has been relinquished, and so we, and so they get to move on like uh like we get to move on, and hopefully the Jets will get to move on from Adam Gase, but uh Wait, oh and let's Truman, Truman, Eric Bieniemy landing spot, the Atlanta Wait. Falcons. I already told you that. I already to- uh, I I thought before before the Houston job became available, I thought that was the best spot, but now that the Houston job is also available, and they're gonna also be able to get. Eric Bieniemy might be able to get a, a GM that he agrees with there. Um, you know, Exciting they stuff. could they could snipe another one from the Chiefs organization, and then we could have we could they could have double trouble Chiefs Chiefs former executives and coaches next year there in, there be in Houston. Very exciting. I want to say it's the I want to say it's the team president that everybody keeps thinking is going to get sniped, and then he doesn't. So I don't know. I think I think team president is more of a money guy. I don't think he's a football guy. Well, I, I just I, I think that's what I remember seeing or hearing that every year they're always scared that the GM carousel snipe gonna, Donovan. Donovan, exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, Mr. But Donovan, that is. yes, but we'll see. Um, but right. moving moving on, let's uh, let's talk about uh, the segment that I accidentally forgot to actually put in the slideshow, which is the only reason that we skipped it. But uh, your MV- your MVP case of the week, Owen. Who made the best MVP case for you? So this might be a little bit out of left. And this, this might, I might get some hate for this. But uh, Dark Horse MVP candidate has put himself into the race. Uh, I'm thinking Justin Herbert's put himself in the conversation. Second straight week of over three touchdowns. I'm, you know, with a, a receiving core that's always injured. Tyrell Williams, Keenan Allen, threw for four touchdowns. Lost. to carry his team. Okay, no, we're not, we're not doing this. We're not doing the lost thing. If you carry your team and you put up stats, that's what matters for the MVP race. This, this ain't the Heisman, Unfortunately, maybe. that doesn't matter for the voters, but we're not AP voters. We're fans who are putting in our thoughts. I think Justin Herbert, out of everybody, made his uh, the biggest case, that is, to enter himself into the MVP race. All right. Well, cool. Thanks. Uh, it's always nice to hear from Owen, even when he says <laughs> stuff like that. Um... Uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you my MVP case of the week. Except I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a warning. I'm just going to say it. Um, he's, he's not, he's not in the MVP conversation. He doesn't deserve to be in the MVP conversation oh and he's nowhere close to it. 
But, I'm so scared. But, but I'll tell you what, all the front runners, all really the top four to five here, really haven't had a good week. Maybe Josh Allen's having a good week right now, but really nobody who was actually in the MVP race uh, made, made a good week. But I would like to tell you the person that made the biggest push ahead in their MVP candidacy this week is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, d- Ryan no, Fitzpatrick. You cannot la- no, you cannot listen, laugh at me. Listen, listen. Three hundred and fifty yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Fantastic. Did you know what his QBR was, Owen? Yeah, I'm guessing somewhere over a hundred. Well, it, no, we're talking QBR, not not quarterback rating. Oh, QBR. Uh, is, that's out of a hundred scale, right? Yep. Uh, I'm guessing something stupid like 98. 99.1. Oh my! He was 0.9 away from a QB from a QBR rating, uh, uh, from a perfect QBR rating. Do you know what his quarterback rating was? Just the normal the normal stat. 130. 154.5. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, do you know what a perfect quarterback rating is? Yeah, 158.3. Yep. Yep, pretty close. Uh, so yeah, none of those, none of the uh, Russ, Russ won a Russ won a good game. Um, Wait, so so Truman, just to be clear here, just to be clear, you're saying that the man who made a case for the MVP candidate this week by throwing three touchdowns, who is overall tied for 19th in the league in touchdowns, just made a case for the MVP. Just so we're clear. I, I didn't I remember remember my warning I said he's he's nowhere close to the conversation and he shouldn't be in the conversation and no one should be talking about him and he's not even a dark horse but I just wanted to say the man that made the best case for MVP this week he made yeah. he he furthered his candidacy the most Ryan Fitzpatrick no, baby that's probably true I don't know Russ yeah. and Russ did win a hard fought game there in Minnesota. But uh, we'll talk about it later. I don't even think Russ was the best player in that game. I don't think I, I don't think he was the best player on his team oh, in I that see. game. Uh, and I think he 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 sh- he sh- he won a gritty one and he came back. But you know it's uh, shout out Brian Flores. You know, yeah. shout out Brian Flores. Oh yeah, for in Minnesota, in Doing Miami stuff there with uh, with guys like uh, Isaiah Ford, Jakeem Grant, Adam Shaheen. Uh, you don't have those guys' posters on your wall? Lynn Bowden Jr., mm-hmm. uh, Clayton Fahedalem, uh and winning a game against There's the no Vaunted defense. That name, right? No, yeah. Clayton Fahedalem. F E J E D E L E M. Yep. No, okay, yeah. I, I, I don't think Brian Flores is on the hot seat. I think he. He had a solid week again, and I think he gets about one more year of trying to rebuild this Miami team, and at least one year of Tua. I think I think you get him if if he continues to win games with a team that has literally nobody. He's going to get himself as many years as he wants. If he wins six games this year, he gets two more years to try and fix Tua. Uh, yeah, to I'm try and you. fix it I'm with Tua. Um, but moving on, kind of talking about we, we you know we talked about a new MVP, two new MVP candidates this week. New segments are awesome, uh, and we've got a few more new segments. Uh, Owen, who's your new playoff team of the week? I mean, this is a team that you didn't think was going to make the playoffs last week, and all of a sudden right. now you're like, wow, whoa. Who's your new playoff uh, team of the week? My new kind, 
you know, I was thinking about this. I was kind of debating this, and I probably should have told you this earlier. But so, it, am I doing a team that's completely out of the playoffs, or a team that I'm now saying is a lock to make? The um, really, I mean, you know what? It's open to interpretation. It's seriously right. just a name well, of the segment. Well, here's what I'll I'm going to go you, with. I'll let you do. We talked about playoff teams last week, and I and there was, if you remember, and if you watch the podcast, you'll know what I'm talking about here. That there was one team that I said had to prove it, and they had to beat the team that they were going to face in week five. And that yep. team was the Cleveland Brown. I said that they had to get past the Colts, and they looked good. Their, their rushing game looked great, like we always saw it. We're talking 124 yards of rushing, and then Baker Mayfield said, "You know what? If Chubb's, I, if about, the, Chubb's about to be out for a bit, though. They still have Kareem Hunt. Imagine saying that. Imagine I saying, I oh, I I, I, one running back one is down. I'm just gonna pick up my other running back one. Their defense looked good. They held Philip Rivers down. They make they made Philip Rivers play like the Philip Rivers we saw in San Diego, and mm-hmm. they got Baker Mayfield out of the pocket and made him make the plays that he needs to make to win. Admittedly, he went." Uh, two and two on touchdown interceptions, but w- when they're finally getting Odell and Jarvis Landry involved and letting them be the wide receiver uh, tandem that we thought, they're my new playoff team. Fair Congratulations enough. to the Browns. Uh, I'm now declaring you a playoff lock oh. unless something happens in the division. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. There's no way they make the playoffs now. There's no way they even finish 500 now that you've called them a lock. Oh we'll man, see about that. there's we'll just see about no that. way. I honestly, you could, you might, because there's now seven playoff teams, you might be able to finish 500 and make the playoffs now. But uh, so that's your new playoff team of the week is the Cleveland Browns, the new playoff lock. You heard it here, fo- first. Oh man, Owen every, Dom, every time, anybody, every time if, if I we know anybody that, lock. if we know anybody who makes shirts, if you could put Cleveland Browns 2020 playoff team and then uh, put the little quote on it that says Owen Dom, uh, and you can you can send me about a million of those so I can distribute them out. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my new, but my new playoff team of the week, the team that the team has now convinced me that maybe they're on the playoff radar or going to be in the playoffs this year, uh, is the Carolina Panthers. They're my underrated. They're one of my underrated teams last week. Uh, the other team was the Atlanta Falcons, uh, and I told you whoever won that game was going to be my just my total underrated team. And bada boom. Carolina. Teddy two gloves. Teddy Bridgewater looks revitalized. Carolina's won three straight games uh, after dropping their first two. They dropped a close one to uh, Las Vegas that first week. Lost another one to Tampa Bay as they're trying to find their rhythm. But they've had three solid wins in a row. And Teddy looks to be finding his rhythm again. Uh, by the way, real quick, score update. Uh, the Titans are now up 28-10 to 10 on the Bills with 149 of the third. AFC South Team of the Week. Um... But, yeah, so my new playoff team of the week is I, I think it's got to be the Carolina Panthers. I, I, I like them there in the NFC. I think the NFC's uh, just in a weird place where I don't think any – like, I don't – you know, Seattle and uh, Green Bay both look very good. But, you know, I don't know if either of them are convinced me that they're going to be the Super Bowl favorites. Um, but now I don't know if the Chiefs are the Super Bowl favorites. So, I don't know. It's kind of – it's week five where – we lose that dumb game and everybody goes, whoa, I don't know about the Chiefs. And I'm, you know, I hate to be one of those fans. It's like, whoa, I don't know about the Chiefs. But, yeah, they're in the NFC. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm off on a tangent. But they're in the NFC. Yeah, I think, I think, Carolina, I think the Carolina Panthers are my, are my new playoff team of the week going. All right. Nothing? Okay. Nothing to say? No? You, you roasted you know, me last week? I don't know. Like, you, 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 underrated. you followed up on what you said, you know, what you said you were going to say last week. Uh they're now they're and now tied for the AFC South lead with I saw that. Tampa Bay so and the New Orleans and the New Orleans Saints. That's just so disgusting to think about. Uh, they're really three and two. Yeah, 
All three oh. of those teams are three and two. No. The Saints okay. pulled that well, one out you know, last Teddy week. Well, you know, Teddy Two Gloves believes be, uh, is night. the Teddy Two Gloves that we thought he was in Minnesota. You know, all right, game on. Well, uh, and continue with new segments and continue. I believe talking about the Saints. Owen, let's get into Owen Dom's damning or doming play of the week in the NFL. Owen, yeah, what's for your Owen Dom's doming play, play of the week uh, this week, Truman. Uh, there's obviously one option. Everybody knows what I'm gonna say. I hope. Uh, if you're if you pay attention to the NFL, you know what I'm going to talk about. Unfortunately, there was a kicker who you know serviceable kicker in the NFL. It, it hasn't really caused too many problems for himself, but just put his name uh, in the the goat conversation. And by goat, I mean like the scapegoat, like the bad goat, the goat you don't want to be. Ooh, and that would that would be poor uh, Michael Badgley this week. Uh, Justin Herbert was balling out. Uh, went for four touchdowns, quarterback uh, QBR of 74.4 with a rating of 122.7. Got his team uh, in position, you know, admittedly long field goal, 50 yards. But if you're an NFL kicker, you should be hitting that. And he doinked it, man. He doinked it off the right upright. Uh, Game went to overtime and then turned into a snooze fest. And... The offense uh, was out of gas, and the Saints kicked a field goal and won. So uh, for my damning play of the week, it's going to be Michael uh, Badgley knocking that one off the upright with a chance. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I get it. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, they can't all be automatic from 50-plus like Harrison Bucker, uh, like who, yeah. who, who can't make extra points at this point now. Um, but that's oh, it. stop. Just, oh, just, stop. But, yeah, no, that's and that, that has been Dom's uh, doming play of the week. Um so let's move into Steen's Spotlight Player of the Week. Another new segment here on Dom, that's true. Uh, I want to talk about a little player that played, uh, while you talked about the Monday night game, I want to talk about the Sunday night game where we saw the okay. Seattle Seahawks face the Minnesota Vikings. And the player I want to talk about is K.J. Wright for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, K.J. Wright, uh, I believe I believe is an inside linebacker. He's at least a linebacker. He's either outside or inside, I can't remember. Uh, for the Seattle Seahawks, um, okay. there's a little bit of a of a mistake play. Uh, it was it was a weird one where they were at, at first it kind of looked like Cousins didn't have it, just had a pass knocked down at the line. They went and reviewed it. It was knocked out in his hands. And who was there to pick it up and make a smart play? He actually even ran it back. They didn't count it as a touchdown, but he picked it. He recovered it. KJ Wright recovered that recovered All that right. uh, fumble, and then he turned around. And after after they recovered that fumble, the Seahawks put it in, I believe, on the next play from a Chris uh, from a Chris Carson run, and then uh, the literal like the the next offensive play from Minnesota. What does he do? Oh, he just picks off another pass and and returns it for about seven to ten yards and sets them up again for the Seahawks to score again in two plays, which means that wow. KJ Wright had the two key turnovers that allowed the Seahawks to turn a 13-0 deficit to a 14-13 lead in 56 seconds coming out of And this was a game that I was very frustrated with. I, I'll be honest with you. I had the Seahawks uh, uh, spread, and they didn't end up covering. But, man, Russell Wilson hadn't thrown an incomplete pass in the first half, and they were down 7-0 or, or 13-0 at halftime. I, was, wow. I think I, I think I, call, I, I texted you or called you or whatever we, we did on Sunday night, and I was like, I, what, is, what is happening? What is going on? And – yeah, then all of a sudden, KJ Wright steps up, makes the plays. Seattle takes the lead. I wouldn't say they never looked back. I mean, 
the Vikings ended up having to driving on him and scoring. And the and yeah, Russ did not look that great. Only yeah. 217 yards. Yeah, honestly, I, I I just wasn't that impressed. He's still probably your MVP front runner, and he did win. And he only and he threw. I think there was three players left who hadn't thrown an interception. I think it was Mahomes, Derek Carr, and Russell Wilson. I believe all three threw an interception huh. uh, wow. this previous week. Very interesting. But um, so yeah, so my Steen Spotlight Player of the Week goes to KJ Wright for uh, just turning that game around. And getting the putting the Seahawks in a, in a better spot than they were, getting them up 14-13, and the Seahawks end up pulling out that game. Very solid, very solid debut segment. Yeah, and so so that does it for our NBA uh, for our NFL here. Uh, let's let's do a little bit about the NBA. NBA. Uh, I want to you know let's let's be quick. You know, there's a, a quick congrats to the Lakers. Uh, yep. They they of course finished it off in Game Six, which was was that your new prediction, or did you end up going Game Five still? I, I said game five. Um, I thought the Lakers were going to just smack. Um, I underestimated uh, Tyler Hero, honestly. He balled out in, in games, uh, uh, what was it, four and five? Three, uh, three and f- yeah, four and five, yeah. Yeah, he no. balled out. Um, Bam Adebayo was serviceable. And Jimmy Butler absolutely put his big boy pants on and said, we're, this game's going to at least six. Well, and, well, and in game. He put his big boy pants on game six. Right. Well, and but, in game five, LeBron uh, – did the handed it off to Danny Green to Danny Green missed the missed the open three there. Yeah, the, but that's the buzzer. I, I but, don't, but LeBron I, was double covered. Uh, but everyone's like, "Well, LeBron should take the shot." Old heads, no, old it, heads are going to complain. If he about missed that. it, they'd be like, "Why didn't he pass it?" So, uh, old heads going to say that the whole time. But uh, that's something right. that LeBron's done consistently throughout his career, better than everybody else, and that is making the right play. The right play is to pass it to your open guy who's on the team to be a three point shooter. Right, but of course, uh, and of course. The Lakers finished it off uh, 106 to 93 in Game Six. Yep. And then uh, LeBron won Finals MVP. He entered Game Six averaging 30.2 points, 11.4 rebounds, eight and 8.2 assists, and he capped off a, another great Finals performance from LeBron. Uh, another, I think he's four for four on Finals MVPs when they when they win. Uh, and then Game Game Six, he had 28 points, 14 rebounds, and 10 assists. Just yep, another tri- a triple double again. Just add it, add on the list, and he almost averaged a triple double with the finals. That's a, that's a that's great, ridiculous. that's a great MVP final. Uh, apparent. I don't know if you. And again, like we said, if LeBron's on the team, I don't know if you can give it to anybody else for the MVP finals. He's not Steph Curry, you know, where they give it to Andre Iguodala randomly for that, shutting that down LeBron. Ridiculous. You know, um, I, I'm a big. I like to hate on the Warriors as much as the other guy, but Steph got robbed. But that's a that's a conversation for another day. Right, but Andre Iguodala did sh- did shut down LeBron that in that finals um but my question for you is after this win uh obviously lebron has now been to 10 10 finals uh 10 of the last 11 finals and yep. all right 10 of the last no sorry yeah. no nine of the last 10 he had he his his first one was way early in his in his career randomly um he's he's been to nine of the last 10 finals he's he has a he now has four championships he's four and six he's been finals mvp those four times he's won with three different teams and he has and he's had different uh, levels of supporting casts in each spot that he went yep. to. So uh, uh-huh. my question to you is: Let's do a little bit of a LeBron goat status update. Owen, uh, so where's his opinion, goat status he, for you? When you know you call me a, a, a part of three six mafia or whatever, but uh, even before they won this Four, final, six. Yeah. well, yeah, well, well this, that's what I mean. Like oh. I thought LeBron was the goat even before he won this finals. Now he's four six. Uh, Average, almost average a triple-double in the finals. People could say, oh, whatever, it's a Mickey Mouse championship. They didn't have to face their top teams. Uh, the top teams got 
crapped on by shitty teams. So were they really the top teams? Right. First of all, the I, Western I don't Conference care was the stronger that. conference can, going into it. We all can, and we all knew that. I mean, the Western Conference had the Nuggets and the Clippers. I, the Eastern Conference only had the Bucks and nobody. And you know, kind of the Sixers. And both those teams right. lost. Neither of those and, teams made. And, and that's something that we've been hearing as you know LeBron stands like we are. That you know Eastern Conference is weak. Let's see him doing the Western. Okay, he smacked the Western Conference. So well, so stop. Steph and Clay were out. Who cares? Left. I, I'm just I'm just telling you what people are going to say. And and uh, yes, they yes, had. He, the, but he can only we were play the people mid- that are in front of him. We were hearing midseason that Kawhi PG was a better duo than AD Brown. Yep. But then he turned then, into pandemic. And then we were hearing Russ Harden was better than AD Braun. And we heard all these duos were supposed to be better. You know, LeBron and AD, are they even top five? And then they win and everyone's like, well, of course. So, you know, I, if you're an old head and you're counting off of rings, all you're looking at is uh, is finals wins and not uh, actual playoff performances. That's fine. Go ahead. But uh, as right. far as I'm concerned, Le- LeBron is... Every, every team... For be- people our age... LeBron has been cemented for old heads. Uh, he gets two more wins, and you just kind of have to put him uh, above Le- uh, Michael Jordan at that point. Right. Uh, you know, every, every team that LeBron played going into the playoffs, uh, going into the series, it was always, well, that, that team's scrappy. They might be able to pull it out. You know, they're better than they look on paper. This, they're going to give LeBron a run for his money. And then, they, and then LeBron would stomp them, and they said, well, you know, those guys shouldn't have been there. They shouldn't have been playing that game. Of course, LeBron is going to stomp a, stomp a bad team. What's new, you know? So, uh, you just kind of can't win. Uh, and I'm with you. If he if he wins one or two more, I I don't think there's much of an argument. Even, even if he has the same number of, of rings as Jordan, and he goes to as many finals as Bill Russell, <laughs> I don't. You know, I, Bill Russell played in a played in a league where he was you know six, half a foot taller than everybody else, and just right. And <laughs> you just I I you know I. Bill Russell isn't really considered, you know, it's he's he's in such a different era that we can't really consider it. Um, so right. yeah, I think if LeBron puts one or two more on the resume here, I think we're done. I think I think we're good. I think we're done here, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a good spot to leave the NBA. Let's keep rolling. Uh, one more sport. We're gonna do three sports this podcast. We never do this, and we're and it's before the hour mark. We're, we're the rolling, new dude. and improved skinny. Dom, that's true. Podcast. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about. Let's talk about the MLB, huh? Um, I want from you, Owen. Dom, I want a quick World Series matchup prediction. Of course, we're so in the ALCS a- and the NLCS, so let's knock out both the, your predictions for the winners there, and just give me the matchup here, real quick. So this is real spicy, uh, and I might subvert expectations here, but so I'm actually going Rays Brave. I think the Raves ro- rotation is real good. Raves. I think they have some of the best. Uh, well, I, wow, I kind of slurred that. You don't know. You know what I'm talking about. I, yeah. the, both the Rays and the Braves, I think, have the better rotation. Um, uh, I, th- I still think the Astros are scrappy. They're going to make it close. I think the Astros are proving that you know maybe their scandal in 2017 didn't really matter. And it, I, I'm skeptical of the scandal personally because uh, in the 2019 World Series, uh, only games were on the road nobody won a home game so i i just think that's well, something they, to point the, out the, man, but the I, manager was already out that was doing right it, so, but yeah. still I, i'm still going with uh with uh braves and rays uh shout out my boy james sorry uh the dodgers are going to disappoint once again um but uh 
the Braves just it. I, I like to always do this, and especially in semifinal games, and choose the hot teams. And I pick the hot teams to continue to be hot. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like the Raves, the Rays, and the Braves are the uh, the Raves. Dude, I keep saying that, but I think the Rays and the Braves are the highest teams right now. So I'm going to pick them to go on to the World Series. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't hate that. Uh, actually, I and I also have Tampa and Atlanta. Um, just for the simple fact that honestly, we're sitting here on Tuesday. Uh, Tampa is already up 2-0. Uh, they're they're in game. They're playing game three right now. They're down 1-0 to Houston uh, in like the third the third inning or second inning. Um, yeah. So they're up they're up 2-0 right now. Um, could be could be up 2-1, 3-0 by the time you're listening to this. Um, the Dodgers are uh, losing pretty heavily to the Braves right now, and they were they're already in a 1-0 hole. So Atlanta's going to go up 2-0. And Clayton Kershaw wasn't able to pitch this game because of back spasms, and he's already been ruled out for Game Three as well. Oh, so, God, dude, this guy. and the and the Dodgers need Clayton Kershaw. You know, he's that stopgap. He's the guy. You know, and he kind of collapses in the playoffs, especially the deeper you get in it sometimes. But you know, you need you need him in there to just break up a. You need him in there to break up uh, this uh, run that they're on, and so I think I I think. Atlanta goes up 2-0 here, and if they can't pitch Game Three, I think it's be hard for them not to, not to just keep on going. I think I saw something. Atlanta has played seven playoff games so far, uh, going into this game, and their their run differential was plus 27. That is insane. They're averaging uh, they're averaging eight, or sorry, ugh, math. Uh, they're averaging winning by. 7, 28, 4, about 4 runs a game. That That's their average win margin. That's that's insane. Yeah. I mean, four, 4 runs a game, that's an average, that's their average win margin, and that's just, that's insane. And I, uh, it's going to be tough to stop Atlanta. And it's been a while for Atlanta, and that'd be an amazing, but, but it'd also be fun for the Rays. That would be the most fun World Series. Um, obviously, I think everyone, but, you know, I think everyone was kind of rooting for an Astros-Dodgers just to see. Hey, yeah. fucking prove it, bud. You, yeah. Astros, oh, you guys, you know. But, I mean, Kershaw not being able to go um, is going to kill it. And uh, at the end of the day, the Astros um, were the Cinderella story of this playoffs that nobody wanted to see. They're they're the Cinderella stepsister story of this playoffs yeah. where, um, you know, they were under 500 for the regular season. They they were 29 right. and 31 at the end, and now they're in the ALCS. You've you've overextended yourself, Astros, and nobody wants to see you here. Uh, just good riddance. I I do not care about seeing the Astros go on to the World Series, and I don't think they're going to go on to the World Series. Uh, I'm with you there. I think it's gonna be Tampa and Atlanta, and you know I think I think if you look at the team that's just beating people down and mowing them down, I I, I like Atlanta in the prediction there. Um, yeah. We'll talk. We'll probably talk about it a little more next week when we've got you know when when the World Series matchups have probably already be formed, but. Yeah, I'm liking I'm liking Tampa and Atlanta in the World Series. So yeah, as a fan, I would love to see a Rays uh, World Series win. Uh, obviously, um, they're one of the teams that don't have a win yet, and they've gotten close twice and lost both times to super teams. Um, yeah, you know, lost to the Phillies and one of the you know the best teams any of us have ever seen. Just a really dominant team and made it close. That, that had collapsed like two years afterwards. That was that was exactly. the weirdest. Yeah, late two thousands yeah, so, baseball was so odd. Yeah, so for for me, uh, as a a lover of baseball, uh, I watch a whole bunch of baseball every year. I would love to see the Rays win, but the Braves, like, yeah, I I just think right now we're going to see Braves, Raves, uh, Braves, Raves. Jesus Christ. Braves, Raves. Braves, Raves. Braves, Raves. Yep, that's it. 
Rays, Braves, and uh, Braves shit. just look dominant. That's yeah. what I got. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Um, well, that feels like a good spot to end up with our sports content. Um, you know, normally here we've we've done just a little bit of a pop culture wrap-up minute, but I want to introduce a new segment also. We're doing new segments all over the place, baby. And I want to talk, and, and, what, and what we want to do uh, just about every week is we want to do a little random power rankings. And Owen... Let's talk random power rankings of the week. And you know All what? Right, what we you got? know what? We're going to start off strong with a, just oh, yeah? a very heated one. Owen, give me your top 10 pizza toppings ranked from All 10 right. to 1. All right. All right. Here we go. So, uh, my pizza topping uh, power rank, I think it's pretty standard. I think I do have a couple shockers in there. I think there's two that are definitely going to shock people. Maybe three, depending because on who you are. Because they're included or because of how high they are? And you Both. worked at a pizza place. You were you were a delivery right. driver through college. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. I trust you a little bit. Well, I I don't trust your opinion on pizza um, Papa John's over Pizza Hut, which a little fun fact for people. No, that's just, I assume yeah, anybody. Gotta, who, no. I assume because I, I see our listener base. I assume anybody who listens to the podcast on Spotify or watches it here live on Twitch also saw the trailer that played for the podcast. A fun fact about that podcast is there is no audio in that podcast. And because I wanted to, I wanted it to look heated so we could cut it. Uh, me and Owen were actually arguing uh, Pizza Hut versus Papa John's during that entire yeah. com- during that entire in- during the entire Dom That's yeah. True trailer uh, true. ad that we ran there for a bit. So I just I want everybody to think about that. But all right, Owen, Owen. Yeah, I mean we can get into the fact that Papa from John's the delivery is- driver. Yeah, we can, like I said, worked at Papa John's for a long time. We can get into the fact that Papa John's is way superior to Pizza the Hut. The show some other is time. not long enough to talk about this topic. <laughs> all right, but I'd like to preface this with uh, the fact that all of my toppings are based off a Papa John's pizza topping. So if it's if it's like garbage at your favorite pizza restaurant, I'm sorry, but all of these are based off of Papa John's topping. So number one, I'm going to go with pepperoni. Uh, mm. It's a staple on pizza. No, wait, wait, let's start. Oh, I was going to have you start number 10. And work your way up oh start number 10 yeah well now oh, we already shit. know you're number one but uh it's uh what? kale actually uh it's my number one um but uh so starting at number 10 uh this is one of my picks that i think might shock the world um number 10 i'm actually gonna do anchovy so i know a lot of people have a really adverse opinion to anchovies on pizza but uh obviously working at a pizza place i have tried everything and anchovies were actually pretty good it's a it's a salty taste. The only the only downside is that it really stinks up the place if you cook it there. But uh, I'm assuming that if you just get it delivered, it doesn't stink up your house. And anchovies actually aren't half bad. I encourage you all to go try anchovies on a pizza. All right, that's number nine. Number uh, I mean number ten. Number nine, I'm gonna go with salami. Uh, a little bit underrated, more of a specialty pick, but good in the right situations. Uh, really good on like an Italian style pizza where you're putting all the Italian toppings on, or a meat lover. Um, really encourage the use of salami. So uh, for number eight, you got to go with regular sausage. Regular sausage, staple of the meat lover's pizza, good in situations. Not my personal favorite, but uh, more commonplace to put above salami and uh, anchovy. Uh, number seven, you, you got to go with beef. Once again, just a standard uh, meat topping. Gets you a nice amount of grease. Gets your uh, pizza a little bit uh, more savory and can go well in a lot of situations. Uh, so number six, slightly above beef, is Italian sausage. It's just better sausage. It's spicy. It's got a better flavor. It's a little bit bigger than regular traveled, sausage. Traveled the world. Ex- exactly. It's, it's cultural. Uh, 
you know, it's, it's got all of these, just up, it's just upgraded sausage, and that's why it's at number six on my list. Then, at number five, we've got Canadian bacon. Canadian bacon, great texture, good taste. If you don't want to add any uh, grease, it's good. It doesn't really add any grease. Um, kind of a leaner meat, like if you pepperoni. like meat. Pepperoni adds a lot of grease. Indeed, indeed. So, and that's why Canadian bacon is at number five. And so now, uh, I've already got one of my shocking picks out of the way with anchovies. I think number four is going to be a shocker for a lot of people, just depending on who you are. Number four, I'm going to go with pineapple. Woo! Woo! And there's a reason that I put pineapple four, Canadian bacon five. It's because those two deserve to be together. It's uh, one of the best. Hawaiian luau. Yes, one of the best combos. Uh, goes great with a barbecue sauce base instead of a red sauce. You get yourself a, uh, a Hawaiian barbecue pizza with uh, pineapple, Canadian bacon, and barbecue sauce. Pineapple's number f- number three. I think is a everyone will agree with this. Pretty easy layup here, but everyone's gonna have it on their top ten. It just depends on where you're putting it, and that's bacon. Uh, bacon belongs on pizza. I don't know if everybody do- would have that. I, I, I that's one of those that I'm not sure everybody thinks about because I really don't really? see bacon on that many pizzas besides. Yeah, pizzas. but so more specifically, this could be bacon or bacon bits. I'm not differentiating in between those two. Sure. Uh, bacon or bacon bits. Solid no number three for me. Slices of bacon on it. You know, adds a nice little crunch there. Once again, add some grease uh, if you want the grease, uh, but doesn't add that much if you don't really want that grease. A bacon can be placed on any pizza, you know, even if you like one of those weirdos that likes taco pizza, you know, or like a, a healthier pizza with a bunch of, you know, like peppers and stuff like that. You can add bacon and add that little bit of meat flavor and crunch. So number two, uh, another one of my spicy picks. Uh, this one literally spicy, and that would be jalapeno. I think jalapeno. I think jalapeno is a top, top condiment and uh, topping on your pizza. Jalapenos can be added to anything to give it that heat. It's not too much heat, and it it soaks into the cheese. They don't fall off. They're one of the few toppings that cut well when you cut your pizza, and uh, you can take them off if you don't if you think it's a little bit too hot and it still leaves that flavor on there. But not too much if you want to pick it off. Um, if you're not a jalapeno person. I think jalapeno is versatile. It goes with a lot of pizza. It goes on your veggie pizza and actually adds real flavor to your veggie pizza. And any meat pizza, it adds that crunch and that spice that you need to really enjoy a nice flavor of pizza. And number one, of course, is pepperoni. It's the goat. It's the goat topping. Uh, adds that perfect amount of grease. Uh, it's one of the few to- toppings that can really stand alone. Um, it's one of the few toppings that uh, has several varieties, like double and uh, light. Um, and it, pepperoni is just the universal pizza topping, and it goes uh, best with everything else. And that's why uh, I have pepperoni at the top. So just to run it back real quick, from 10 to 1, we've got anchovies at 10, salami at 9, regular sausage at 8, 7 is beef, 6 Italian sausage, the combo four or five of Italian sausage and Canadian bacon. I mean, uh, of Canadian bacon and pineapple. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three of bacon. Number two of jalapeno and the goat topping of pepperoni at our number one spot. And that's that very, is my top ten. That's very interesting. Having I mean pineapple that high, I think is gonna I think is gonna upset a lot of people. Uh, I'll, I'll give you I'll, I'll do my power rankings here in a bit, but I let's, let's I want to recap yours just for a second here. Uh, yeah. I think personally, I think. This is me, and Hawaiian pizzas are good. Don't get me wrong, but I think 
Canadian bacon is fucking trash. <laughs> wow. I I don't wow. I don't think okay. your ham belongs on pizza. You can I and 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 it, it pulls off too easily. It falls off too easily. Um. It, it okay. you never there's never consistency on the num on how it's chopped from pizza place to pizza place. That's true. Very salami salami is an interesting one. I don't know if I've had one in a bit that had salami, but I would I would be down it's, for it. It's, you know? it's good, especially um, if you get some extra like oregano on it and make it a real like Italian mm-hmm. flavor. You get salami, Italian sausages, oregano, pepperoni. Pretty yeah, good. yeah. And uh, I've got and I've got a I've got an alternative to your jalapeno take that I think is even better that I wouldn't have known okay. until I moved moved down here. But uh, let's get let's get into my t- let's get into my top ten. Um. Owen, oh, so for my top 10, hold on. I want to make sure that I can get... Uh, all right, so number 10. I, uh, we, we t- and we talked about this when we, were, when we were talking over the script heading into this. That it's honestly kind of hard to think of 10 pizza toppings that you would like to put right. on your pizza. I mean, the same person, if, if you leave the same person to, get, to order a pizza on their own, a lot of the people are going to order the same damn pizza every single time. So... Yeah. But my number 10, when I really think about it, when I think about a good supreme pizza, I don't really love olives, just for the same reason I don't really love anchovies, very salty on a pizza. Uh, yeah. I'm not a huge mushroom guy, but so when I have a supreme, you know, I've started, I've, I've came around as I become an adult, I stopped ordering it without the mushrooms or the olives. I now, I'll eat them, I'll eat them if they're on there, and you know, I yeah. I had a veggie pizza the other, like a few weeks ago, I just randomly craved it, and it was it was good. Yeah. Um, but when I think of a supreme pizza, I think what really gives it that like floral taste of the veg- vegetable, though on the vegetable side, I think what really does it for me is the bell peppers. So bell peppers comes in at my number ten. Okay, is, and this is and this this would be the same as banana peppers or different? No, banana peppers actually kind of uh, like make my stomach feel weird and just make me feel weird for the rest of the day. Okay, I so I enjoy the taste of banana peppers, but. They uh, mess with me a lot. Like I used to get Subway and I get the banana peppers, and they just made me feel like uh, right. just yeah, real that, piece of shit the rest of the day. So I, I, I can see them being on somebody's list, not my top ten, but respectable. Right. right. Uh, bell peppers number ten, number nine, and this is something I only get from Papa John's, uh, and this is something that I learned from yeah. the pop from the Papadilla. Uh, it's I I know they try to convince you to say Papadilla. I do not care. You do not get to have it both ways, <laughs> Papa John's. You do not get to be a pizza place who folds over crust and puts it in between two pieces of crust and get to call it a a a, a dia, like it's a quesadilla. It's not. It's not. You're an Italian <laughs> pizza place who has now made something of a Frankenstein quesadilla pizza thing. And for that, I will call it a – and you don't get to put Papa at the front of it. Call it a pizza <laughs> – If you maybe if you called it a pizzadilla, I might – or a, a pizzadilla, I might give, give it to you. But I bet that's trademarked somewhere and you went Papa, Papadilla and absolutely not. It's a Papadilla. But number nine is the meatballs. Meatballs, Ooh, pretty good. Yeah. A little – a little. That's a good one. A little special. Um. My number eight is going to surprise a few people, and they'll be like, why do you even put this on the pizza? It's already kind of on the pizza. But tomatoes, actually pretty good. Mm. I'm a big – and, and it's probably one of those things where it's like either you like uh, like slices of tomatoes on your stuff or you hate the slimy texture. It's like if you like tomatoes, you should try it on your pizza. I know there's, I know there's a whole tomato sauce, but you should give diced tomatoes a try. Um, number seven, and this is where this topping belongs, but it belongs on the list, is pineapple. Pineapple is number seven. I, I don't know if I can put it in my top five. I had it as my top five, and then I kept on putting things in my top five, and I just kept on pushing it down. Um, okay. So so pineapple at number seven is not bad. Uh, another one that I had to, like, tough, like, ooh, where should I put it? 
Uh, it was my number six spot of basil. Actually, a nice, a nice, a nice, or okay. sorry, ba- basil, basil. Um, you can some say basil. either way. If you want to be Italian, go basil, you know. Mm-hmm. Some nice, uh, a nice margarita pizza with tomatoes and basil and fresh so mozzarella. Fresh marza- uh, mozzarella. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Okay. Hell yeah. A good, a nice, a nice fresh, like a nice hearty, like artisan crust. That's where you can get me with yeah. that artisan crust. That's about All the right. only time I maybe eat Papa John's is I think their margarita pizza might, their crust might go better with my margarita pizza. That is a pizza. top three uh, ordered pizza at Papa John's, by the way. Is that true? Margarita because they, because yeah, so, you, you always go, well, I need meat on my pizza. I don't want to eat no vegetarian pizza. And then you eat a margarita pizza, and you're like, fuck, fuck. Yeah, yeah surprisingly yeah. enough, uh, spinach Alfredo, uh, oh, yeah, uh, margarita, oh, oh, yeah. and uh, those are those are both in top five. Meat lovers, surprising to me, is not in the top five of the most because, ordered pizzas. Because it's it it can make you feel gross, and it's kind of it's not. Uh, uh, not everyone can eat it like everybody can eat a margarita or a spinach Alfredo. Um, and everybody yeah, loves good spinach. I made myself plenty. There, I made plenty of uh, margarita pizzas. To my surprise, when I was working at Pop John's. All right, and number five is my, uh, my Southwest alternative to your jalapenos. And I'll tell you what, it's green chilies. Uh, before before I moved down here, and and if you don't live in the Southwest, it's one of those things that you might that it's one probably not even available at your store, and two you might hear the memes about Southwest and how everything has green chilies. I'm telling, I'm here to tell you, green chilies are like jalapenos, without making you feel as hot and with double the flavor. It's absolutely fantastic. I moved down here. I understand why green chilies are on everything. I understand why it's on the license plates. I, I, I get it. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. The Albu- right. an Albuquerque pizza is or the five oh five or whatever they call it. It's pepperoni and green chili, and that slaps. And it's the all and it's alternate. Everybody loves a nice pepperoni jalapeno. I'm telling you what, if you can get green chilies, especially if they're in season, they're in season right now. I'll bring you some. I'm, I'm about to head to KC right. tomorrow. Uh, all right. Oh well, well, oh, wait, I might have lied to you. I don't. Uh, that's gonna be tough to. Uh, you know, it's seven thirty here. It might be tough to grab some. But green chilies, <laughs> green chilies, number five. Try it out if you can get it. Um, my number four, and this can be surprising, and this one was one that you left off your list, and I think you might have just like not thought about it going on a list. All right. My number four is chicken, specifically buffalo chicken. Okay. Love me a good buffalo chicken pizza. Yeah. If you, especially if you go buffalo, and I, I had this pizza from Pizza Hut, and uh, I, I was I was on stream eating this and people in uh, people in the chat and people in the discord were flaming me for this i did i did buffalo chicken pineapple and i'll tell you what it's like <laughs> that's, that's oh no pretty good buffalo chicken bacon and pineapple that Ooh. sounds so good why are people Ooh. flaming you because you get that you get that nice heat of the buffalo chicken yeah. you get the bacon buffalo chicken bacon Ooh, fantastic and then you what? add then you add that little sweetness of the pineapple to cut it Ooh. Yes. Ooh. And then you order it from yes. Pizza Hut and you get stuffed crust. Ooh, oh, yeah. Okay. That's what I'm talking I'm about. Lost the plot, but. All right. All right. My number three, and this is going to be a little low for some people, and you had it. You had it as your number one, but pepperoni. Pepperoni ranks in at number three for me. It's just too greasy, guys. I. It's one of those as a kid, great. If you're, if you're a parent, you're having a sleepover with seven boys or whatever, Order them three large pepperoni pizzas. Let them go to the basement and play their and play their violent video games and sleep and sleep like a baby. Just let them <laughs> give them the pizza. Give them two two liters of Mountain Dew. You're set. Three three large go. pepperoni pizzas. Two two liters of Mountain Dew. Violent video games. That's that's a teenage. That's a, a middle school to early high school 
boys, you know, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Monday Tuesday, school, Sunday. That's college. That's college. Level yeah, I, right I don't know if I've grown out of that phase. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so pepperoni number three. I think as you get older, you realize it's a little too greasy. Um, and I like, I don't love it as much as I, as I do it's, it, but, uh, okay. So for my number two, I had sausage, but I also kind of lumped in Italian sausage here. Okay, um, oh, and an honorable mention, and it didn't make my list and cause it's not really a topping where, where we get it, but cream cheese. If you get cream cheese sauce, mm. Manhattan, Kansas, go to pizza shuttle, get the cream cheese sauce on your pizza. Ooh, do the super meal deal. That, that was the staple. That's what you graduate to in college. You go to you get the super meal deal. I would get the cream cheese pizza, go Italian sausage and bacon, get the cheese bread and the two liter. And it's like 14 bucks. And you and you go pick it up, or you can have it delivered and it's like 16 bucks. And it's fantastic. And, Great and you're in college, you stress that into three meals, baby. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> or one really drunk meal. It's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, sausage at number two, and I've already alluded to it on a few of my favorite pizzas. I've already said it. You mentioned it. It was in your top three, maybe top two, if I remember correctly. Uh, bacon. Bacon is my number one. I Like I said, I think it's one of those that you forget uh, on a lot of your pizzas, but it goes on a lot of pizzas, and I just... I'm yeah, I, I love it. I love I love a good bacon on a pizza. I think it, I think it complements a lot of things, and uh, the whole bacon... Uh, craze was kind of a, a, a just a great advertising campaign by the pork industry to figure out what to do with their pork that no one wanted and it's bacon now and there's our random craze we've gone through with it but uh we probably shouldn't eat as much bacon but bacon on pizza is just it's good while pepperoni gets a little too greasy bacon gets like cut up enough that it doesn't form grease spots or anything so it's not too bad i love i love a good yeah. bacon on a pizza and that's my that's my top 10 that's it top 10 pizza right. toppings we're going back to your top to bottom. Top to bottom. Bottom to top. Bottom, bottom to, to top. Bottom to top. All right. Pop, top, bop to totem. Um, number top 10, top. bell peppers. Nice. Number nine, meatballs. Number eight, tomatoes. Number seven, pineapple. Number six, basil. Number five, green chili. Number four, chicken, specifically buffalo chicken, but I, any chickens will do. Um, pepperoni at number three, sausage at number two. And the number one pizza topping overall is bacon. Thank you. All right, yeah. Especially in America. Uh, you know, you know. Obviously, I, I'm going to disagree uh, with a couple of those. Um, I, I, I don't think you can leave jalapeno off the list, even if you like green chilies better. Um, but not, solid list, solid list, solid list. Oh, I didn't get this big from not having a solid list of pizza toppings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's do that. Let's do the normal wrap up that we did that we've done for this first few weeks. Owen, you got a you got a little pop culture minute for me? I'm actually going to offer this to start off to you because uh, I got I, I got something that I want to talk about. Oh, okay. Our interesting. I'm going to offer you the first go. Interesting. Offering me the first go. All right. Yeah. Um. Well, we are recording this on October 13th. Um. A little something about October 13th and 14th is those are Amazon Prime days. Uh, so similar to similar to Cyber Monday or a Black Friday kind of deal, but for Amazon, um, we uh, I was kind of browsing through the deals today, and I've got something that I want to complain about, and I don't know why this has just become the the Trumanstein complain minutes, but um, here's what I want to tell you is the thing that I saw today is is smart technologies come very far. We've got smart outlets, we got smart light bulbs. Uh, you know, I love a good OK Google, a good Google Chromecast, a good, 
you know, fire stick, fire to, you know, it's great. You know, you can click a button and toilet paper show up on your doorstep and a day later, you push it from the toilet and then it will show up. Um, but here's the issue. Here's where it's gone too far. Um, there was something that I saw today and, and I got to complain about it. There is a smart microwave. Here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing about microwaves. Is it doesn't load the food for you. You have to get up and put the food in the microwave. No matter what. That's whenever you're warming stuff up. Unless you're just leaving food in there. You know what? So what you're telling me is that people have now decided that when they put their pizza in, in the microwave to reheat it. Instead of just pushing the one. They've got express buttons, guys. It's great. The microwave designs now have express buttons. It's great. You can add 30 seconds even. It's awesome. In the middle of it. And what do we have now? We have smart microwaves where you have to put the pizza in there and you have to go, Hey Alexa, reheat this for one minute, please. Just just push the button. Push the number one. Push 100. Push 60 if you need to push less. It's a start. I just... <laughs> Where, where are we at? This is my old man yells at cloud moment. Smart microwaves are too far. God damn it, they're too far. I'm just, that's, it's just, okay. That's, that's my, that's my minute. Oh, and I'm ready. Oh, All right. Take it, take the wheels. I'm falling. I'm All right, I got you, Truman. I figured, you know, I was hoping you would do a rant so I could end us on a real positive note. Um, And so, but it's gonna be a, a lot uh, Another wholesome more lighthearted moment. A lot more lighthearted and uh, less culturally relevant to everybody, but it should be. And here's what I'm gonna talk about. So, what I'm gonna talk about is the fact that Tony Hawk, at like 43 years old, landed a 900 the other day. Did didn't you see that video? About, didn't you talk about Tony Hawk last week? No. No, I did not talk about Tony Hawk. I swear we talked about Tony Hawk recently. It's certainly possible. Oh, I love Tony right. Hawk. But Tony Hawk. Uh, this week, um, on Monday, actually, landed a 900 at 43 years old. For those of you who don't know anything about skateboarding, a 900, a 900 is two and a half rotation. So in the air, that's two full 360s and then one more turn as you're coming down. For someone to do that at 43 years old is absolutely ridiculous. And I very much encourage you to look up the video. Just a... Another good feel-good moment from the GOAT of the sport, Tony Hawk. Really put skateboarding on the map, really. Uh, just just shout out, Tony Hawk. That, it has been quite the quite the 2020 for 43-year-olds, Tony Hawk and Tom Brady. Oh, also, just a quick side note. Uh, Jack Black officially is uh, voicing a character, and a character is based off of Jack Black in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Uh, oh, the one coming yeah. out in, like, I don't know, I think it's November. But... Isn't it already out? Didn't they already release one and two remastered? Or are they going a third one? No, they're a new game. New game. Even a newer one? Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Apparently, uh, video game journalists who uh, uh, I have very strong opinions on uh, said it was the Dark Souls of skateboarding game. And it, what does that even mean? But anyway. It's going to be hard to finish. Who cares? Shout out shout out the GOAT, Tony Hawk. Uh, congrats on that 900. Uh, I encourage you all to go watch the video. All right. Well, that's uh, I believe that's gonna do it. We actually we cruised through. We're trying to we're kind trying to shorten it up for some people here. We're trying to make it more listenable. You know, get you through a work day. Um, of course, I've been Truman Steen. You can find me at Twitch.tv/steenmachine. That's S-T-E-E-H-M-M-A-C-H-I-N-E. 
and uh the same on twitter um also at steam machine and of course that is owen dom you can find him at twitch.tv slash domination seven that's d-a-h-m-i-n-a-t-i-o-n and the number seven owen dom thank you for being here i always appreciate it thank you thanks for great show man telling me your pizza expert pizza toppings yeah and of course i, I do have insider knowledge <laughs> and of course thank you the listener for sticking with us this long if you're still here and for everybody that tuned in live on twitch and everybody that checked it out on twitter and everybody who's sending us suggestions we really do appreciate it. we really see it so we really appreciate you guys being here and we'll see you guys next week yes sir see you later <laughs>